Welcome to the Crazy Dre Podcast Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the great state of Michigan, the greatest place in the world, even better than Russia or Ukraine, or just Washington, D.C. at this point, capital of the United States. So much going on this weekend, so much. Super Bowl weekend, I have my buddy Ron here, not Sean, but Ron. Hey, Dre, how you doing? So, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. So what's going on? Cold I, day. I, cold day. Is it cold? Is it chilly, mate? It's a bit chilly. Hello. A little windy, too. A little windy. Uh, it's not raining, though. You know? Rain. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to say this, folks. I'm going to say this. And we're going to watch the Red Wings today, too. Yeah, that's got a game on today at 1 o'clock. It's going to be great. Come on, Red Wings. Let's go. Let's go. Let's, Let's go. go. Let's go. Let's, Let's go. go. Let's do Let's this. Let's do this. Uh, yeah. All right? Yeah. All right. We got Detroit pizza from DiGiorno's. Mm, that sounds good. So, Looking you know, forward to later. Exactly. So, today. So, I guess, you know what? I think we're going to start on something. I think we're going to start on the, uh, what we ended last uh, oh, episode yeah, with. Right. Yeah. And I really think that this 3D... I want to stick with the 3D oh, thing. Oh, the 3D printing, yes. Because I really yeah. think this could make us both money in some form or shape. Because think about this. Think about this. I was thinking even more about it. That there are things on your wheelchair mm-hmm. that if you can make during yeah, for right. 3D. Yeah, yeah. And your buddy Steve has got the brains for it. Mm-hmm. He can actually tell us how to do it. Yeah. And if it needs a place mm-hmm. to do it. He mm-hmm. could probably have it at his place because mm-hmm. he'd be there doing all the whole shebang. Right. Well, and then this is, yeah, I don't know, uh, but this is going to be interesting because mm-hmm. I really think your buddy could actually do it because you don't actually have to be there 24-7 to watch it. You have to be there no. when it runs. Yeah. Right. But to be around, like he's smart enough to understand that, oh, there's a missing spot. Or something's missing, he could stop it. Yeah. Where if you and I have it, we could be like, "Oh, this is great." Yeah. And then now we notice that yeah. it digitally, yeah. it di- digitally it or or mechanically, whatever you yeah, want to call it, yeah. it, it it does a mistake. Yeah. He, so he would catch that. But, yeah. So as last time we talked about, Ron got a new wheelchair, and uh, and we expanded into the you know, to the to the van and the parts, but. We should really talk about the wheelchair again for those who have not listened to the last podcast because mm. when I have people on my show, permitting you or mm. Sean, I try to focus on what they're or what you guys are going through. Mm-hmm. And well, so you have you set up the new appointment for your wheelchair for the Well, I, I did have it adjusted at home. Um, they do make house calls, thank God. Okay. And that's great. That, I didn't know that either. So thank God. That's great. Uh no, I had it adjusted, and he told me some things. We we covered a few things that I didn't know about, which I do now. Like um, what? So there's oh well, uh, let's see, what was it? Uh, oh, how they how, to make certain parts, like the hand, like the armrests are made cheap, so they don't have to cheapen the other part of the chair, like say the wheels or the frame yeah. or the cushions or anything. Okay, you, you, that that's very that's important. Okay, what is important is just like the say the, the the on the back of the wheelchair the little. Uh, your little, uh, oops, little interruption. Here. What? Anyway. My brother-in-law is calling. Oh, okay. So I'm going to pause this. Oh. Well, I thought it might have been an emergency that my brother-in-law called, but it wasn't. Uh, he's in town. Uh, he lives in Hudsonville. Oh, somewhere somewhere like that. So he had extra time, 
and uh, he asked me to do lunch with him, but oh, he, he didn't realize I was doing a podcast. Mm-hmm. But here we go, ladies and gentlemen. You know, you gotta have family somewhere. Family is everywhere, oh, left, right, everywhere, right on. A- anywhere. I mean, mm-hmm. in, even Ron. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, Ron's got family in Arizona now. Mm. Yeah. So hopefully, he'll fly me out there. Yeah. Whoa. I'll let you know. I'll invite you too. <laughs> All right. That'd be fun. <laughs> and that'd be great. Yeah. yeah, that'd be great. So. Going back to what we were talking about, about your the, the wheelchair, we were talking the about wheelchair. The, uh, the, why the, the armrests are made so cheaply because of the fact that that's not that of a, an important part, per se. Well, that's what I'm saying, yeah, though. You yeah, could yeah, make a 3D yeah, part. Yeah, I was, I was thinking about that, too. There's many other things you could do and uh, probably sell those cheaper. Because they well, work that much to make. I don't know. Well, well, what I feel at, like but that's that's an idea. Well, that's you know, see, that's so, a good idea. I mean, like yeah. if you can make a three D part for that wheelchair, that's even if you don't need it right now, mm-hmm. just to see how it works. Yeah. To see actually how that three D printing and everything works with it. Oh well, yeah, you're gonna have to. That's what I'm saying, parts, though. Yeah. I mean, you have a trial and error. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. even if you if we buy something like for five hundred bucks or a thousand bucks, that'd be worth it. Yeah, right. Based yeah, on yeah. the science of it and based on the fact that mm-hmm. Steve, I know that he's just computer smart like that, but oh, he may not so know he much about 3D printing, but uh, he'll probably know. be able to catch on to it. Hmm. And even my buddy Ken. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Ken. Yeah. From, uh, he he, well, he's from yeah. Dearborn, but he's from yeah, Detroit, okay. but right. he moved out here. Okay. He's thinking about coming back. Because the oh, rent up there is getting yeah. higher and higher. But, oh, sure, yeah. But, uh, you know, yeah, sometimes sometimes things, right. yeah, <clears throat> sometimes, well, he's he's fighting um, cancer in the, oh, wow. in the, uh, yeah, behind that's, the eye. Ooh, that's not good. So, but he, yeah. he's in, uh, he did, remin- uh, he did um, chemo and radiation. Mm-hmm. So, okay. that's just one thing, those things. My uncle is also going through cancer. Okay. Uh, my dad passed away of cancer, but yeah. cancer is a bitch. It is, yeah, and I've experienced it also. Yeah, I think we both have. It, that matter of fact, a lot of my family has too. My well, family has too. So, what I, yeah, th- that's it's, another it's thing. Bad. Yeah, it's a bad thing, but um, it happens regardless. Uh, and luckily, there are people out there that have survived it. Oh, Mike had it before, and he did survive it. We don't know this time. He's got a double bubble. He's got yeah. two two against him, and a. It's, it's he's done with his treatments, but now it comes apart where we're going to see what happens. And well, hopefully it'll we'll, we'll see. It doesn't help that he yeah. keeps smoking. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Well, you know, he's to a point now where it really doesn't matter if he smokes or not. He's still gonna. You see what I'm saying? It's to a point where. But see, I I can't I can't fathom that. I can't fathom that type of addiction to cigarettes. I mean, I used to smoke, and I've been through that addiction withdrawal. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. But when you're a heavier smoker, it's even harder. If you're a two-pack a day, you're going to have a real hard time quitting. How I'm many serious. packs a day were you? Oh, God, I was maybe maybe half a pack a day. Maybe up to about, maybe a pack a day. Maybe. Okay. It depends. And you see, when you smoke, it depends on who you are. If you're a nervous person, you smoke a lot. If yeah. you're a, anxious, a, anxious person, you smoke a lot. And you, you have that cigarette, and something happens, stresses you out. You, you light up that cigarette, you take a puff, and you're like, Ah, now you feel good, see? Mm-hmm. but it's not, it's oxygen, it's the, the, the idea of that cigarette, that, that's your, 
that's your blanket. That's your security blanket. In other yeah. words. It makes you feel good. It makes you, you know, need another cigarette or, you know, you get addicted to it. It's that addiction. Once you get off that nicotine, you've got it beat. I mean, I have no, no idea or no, uh, I will never, ever smoke another cigarette as long as I live. I, I finally quit. I don't have to worry about that anymore. I, I still smoke defense, cigarettes but but you, once in a while. Yeah, but you're an occasional smoker, which is hardly ever. I mean, the only time you smoke is when Mike's around because he has cigarettes, you know? Well, you know. And, and I, that, that's fine. I mean, once in a while, that's fine. But you don't, you can take it to where you can take it and leave it. You're like, well, I can have one cigarette. That's all I need. Well, I'm fine. I'm, I know. think this is what it is. Mm. It's weird. It's like when I said this again, it, mm. it was just mine or our generation where you have a drink of beer and then mm. you just light up like a Christmas tree and mm. then you smoke. Mm -hmm. But what's weird, though, is like, when I'm out and about and I'm not by a, a restaurant with where you can drink alcohol. Right. <clears throat> you're not, I'm not, I don't have that itch. Right. But when I'm by a bar and mm -hmm. then there's someone that walks by with a smell of cigarettes, mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, I, I could go for a smoke. And it really does. I mean, no, but, that, but it's just kind of weird because I know like cigarettes are bad for you. I know that they're right. not good. No, I, I, yeah, I knew that too. But just to quit that is hard. You don't think of the health reasons. You, you, it's that. Well, everyone thinks about so the health hard. reasons now. Well, yeah, I, of course. But I, the furthest thing from your mind is that. But it's the the main thing you're thinking about is life without cigarettes. It, you can't imagine it. Sometimes I could never imagine it. Now I think about it and think, oh, it's not as hard as I thought it was. It's not that bad. It's not like, oh God, I can't smoke anymore. What am I going to do? Well, you smoke more weed. Right, and I do, but th that hasn't really been proven yet that it's bad for you. I well, I'm sure it's not, but there has been no fashion proof that or medical uh, evidence that I know of. Well, I think that that's been proven. So, yes, when I smoke, yeah, but at least I wasn't smoking the cigarettes. See, marijuana doesn't have nicotine; <laughs> it has THC, which which helps. It, it's used for a lot of different purposes. It's a very very great plant that you well, can use. It, it know, makes it you relax. Everything. Yeah, it re relax. And well, it's, 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 I'm glad they legalized it to a certain extent because it is helping people. Well, you know what I find it interesting? Whereas heroin or cocaine or anything, that does damage to you. Well, that's because... I'm sure we will too eventually. I'm just saying that... Well, that's different because you know, we... because we've no, that's no, a lot about it since... But that's still different know. because heroin... Hmm. Heroin and cocaine, it's a... Even if it's the purest phone or cocaine, yeah. it's still bad for you because it's it is, not yeah, actually right. a plant. You grave it down no, to it the white powder, and it's a chemical drive. From it's a chemical drive, and that's how you get yeah. your high. Yeah. If you chew the plant, and that's better for I've you. Heard about that? Yeah. But yeah, in Colombia and South America, people do that. Yeah. But there is a limitation where you chew the plant too much. Mm -hmm. You get all googly eye and you're kind of like totally spaced out and you're not mm -hmm. um, there in the head. Yeah. So right. to say that marijuana is completely okay is there's a level of of how much you do it and how right. and yeah. how much. Right. Yeah. Like there's a neighbor of mine that mm -hmm. there's people within my community that smoke weed mm -hmm. and there's one particular person that doesn't want to do Tylenol or can't do Tylenol or Advil or whatever. Mm -hmm. And 
that person will smoke a lot of weed. But what happens, though, is that I've noticed that that person will mellow out mm-hmm. and less complain about life. Mm-hmm. Now, when I would hang yeah, out with this person. a different perspective, a different mood. And that helps Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I do think that as a Colombian American, mm-hmm. I was just taught from a young age, do not touch any of that stuff. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But I'm just saying, yeah, I'm saying right. like. Anything. Mm. I mean, it doesn't mean yeah. that. It doesn't mean that. It doesn't even mean. Well, that would just, cover cigarettes too. Well, that's it's, well, it's considered a drug. In a well, sense. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Right. But I mean, don't touch cocaine. Don't yeah. touch uh, uh, LSD, heroin, a meth, any of that. And pills. you know, I you know, I had one friend, mm-hmm. and I still had. Well, he's still considered a friend. Mm. I just don't ever talk to him. Mm. And. Um, me and Big Sexy, the guy mm-hmm. that we talked about in the mm-hmm. past, he and I and a group of guys would hang out and go to bars and all that. Mm-hmm. But there was one day I remember this kid, and um, he's our age now. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's always been our right. age. We went to a bar on Michigan, and this dude starts spinning in circles. Wow. Like out of okay. nowhere. Wow. Okay. Then I was asked, and I asked Big Sexy, like, Big, what's going on with this? Because I've never seen him do that in my whole life. Okay. <clears throat> and he said, oh, he's on crack. And they went, he's on crack. Yeah, he smokes crack every once in a while. But it's amazing because, you know what? Big Sexy never did that stuff. Big Sexy never really, sm- he smoked weed, but he never, and he yeah, drank like yeah, a tank. Yeah. But he, he never did heroin, he never did meth. I mean, the opium pills oh, yeah, was yeah. not the, the, the pandemic of the opium pills and all that. Oh, yeah, the, the, was yeah, not even the, there yet. Yeah, that, it wasn't even the, there. And that we didn't oh, grow up in that generation. Yeah, that oxy, when that oxy <clears throat> broke through, that was a big deal. Uh, there was a, uh, a special on that at one time. And that was pretty bad. They, they got after that drug company. Um, yeah, well, it was, I mean, the damage oh, is done already. And the problem yeah, with that, see, so the problem with those common drugs is this, mm-hmm. is that uh, South American countries... Mm-hmm. Not just Colombia. I think it's more like Bolivia. Brazil and, and Bolivia. And well, yeah, I think it's Bolivia, Ecuador, Chile, and, and and all those. Ecuador, uh, uh, Ecuador maybe okay, El Salvador. Yeah. All right. Now El Salvador and I, they really in Venezuela really don't like us. All right. Okay. And so what? Comparison, uh, conspiracy bullshit. Mm-hmm. They would assume people would think that they ship them to China. And then right. China ships it into America. Mm-hmm. But what they do is they put fentanyl in the drug mm-hmm. and send them to America. And then mm-hmm. what happens on the streets mm-hmm. is that they send them to distribute mm-hmm. uh, drugs to to people and themselves. So that's how people get hooked on, on fentanyl or opium without yeah. even knowing that's actually what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, well, they, they, that's, that, there's a reason for that. That helps sell more drugs. Once they get you hooked, you're, you're, you're well, paying money. Well, I think, well, the point of what I'm trying to say is that, is that people now on fentanyl and opium are kind of set up to fail because when they actually buy a drug like crack or weed Mm -hmm. or, 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 or heroin, they think it's straight heroin or they think it's straight, straight, uh, speed or straight whatever. And then then what happens is that all these other, uh, drugs are put into it. From right. China, and this is kind of like 
to me, that's kind of what China is revenge, because I guess they assume that Americans are just roadhouse ju- junkies. Okay. And our economy, mm-hmm. our our source of stuff that we get is from China. Mm-hmm. Well, they people don't realize that China has no other avenue of of distribution besides us. Mm-hmm. So if and it's been going on in Congress where they're starting to take companies out of China mm-hmm. and going somewhere else to make Apple products. Oh, good, yeah, that would be. But good. what's happening though is like our economy. China is kind of in a kind of scared scared about it because they're like, well, if majority of these companies leave China, mm-hmm. I mean leave yeah leave China from American companies, how are we gonna feed all these billions of billions of people in China. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people don't understand that China, they may look like they're stronghold and they think they're mm-hmm. powerful and powerful people that. think yeah. there's a threat. Yeah. But in reality, our whole economy, mm-hmm. our whole export import mm-hmm. is based on what China does mm-hmm. or what China can right. do. So if China feels like they can make more parts for cheaper price, we can get our stuff oh, for cheaper yeah. price. We can, but then. But if we, but but what it is is if we move somewhere else to, like, say, uh, Vietnam or or uh, Philippines and all that, mm-hmm. or any other country around the world, or bring jobs back, mm-hmm. the Chinese government would start to fail completely. The Chinese Republic of China would start to okay. fail. Wow. Because they don't have, they don't have jobs. For, we don't have jobs for them no more. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is, yeah. Which I don't, I personally don't think that's a bad idea. No. Like, I think, do you not agree that a lot of these American companies should come back to America? Oh, sure, absolutely. We could use the economy. That now, help the economy. We need more jobs. Yeah, we now, do. I think one thing that they should do is better uh, training. Mm-hmm. It might not be training, I mean, like, um, yeah. Uh, now you mention it. That I'm glad you mentioned that. Gives me a good point here uh, to jump in. Um, I used to work at Frigidaire, and yeah. for many of you out there that remember Frigidaire, they are in Mexico now. Medical, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, what happened is that they could make the parts cheaper at the factory in Mexico than they could here in the United States. And that's a sad thing because there's a lot of people, people that were retiring or people that were had a pension. They got screwed in the ass, royally, literally and physically. Yeah. It's, it's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And yet now that's where our economy is. And mm-hmm. I, I remember that. I remember thinking, okay, but then now, sure, they can make the fridges there, but they got to train them. How quality conscious are these people that they're training? Do they oh, give no. a shit? That's Do that. they really care? Mm-hmm. Are the fridges going to be still the same quality it used to be? I mean, Frigidaire was number one. That was a good fridge. Yeah. And it, 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 yeah. I, I used to build the parts for it. They were no joke. But how well is the quality now that someone else is making it that we're not? And, and especially a lot of them were not that good of quality anymore. The build quality went down because they're trying to, yeah. And because they're not Americans. They don't yeah. give a and shit was, about and Americans. It was, a, it was a great product. Yeah. I mean, you said Frigidaire. Oh, yeah, that's Every automatically you'd hear, oh, that's a good fridge. I've got one and I've never had any problems on that or whatever. Or GE, that's another one, or Sears or whatever. Well, but, you know, and there's my livelihood. Now, here's the people at the factory putting these fridges together 
mm-hmm. making money too. Yeah. And then when the whole thing shuts down, it was awful. Just terrible. I'll never forget that. Sad, sad uh, thing in life that happened there. Um, especially the people that, that lost their jobs and their pensions. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. All right. You know, so let's think about anyway. this. Think, no, that, no. Yeah, so you, know, you make I, me, so, so you bring me to the next point. Okay. How much do you think refrigerators are, how much, okay, we have to base on how much refrigerators were back then when you they moved. Yeah. How much were they? I couldn't tell you. Probably I mean, the way. I don't want to quote anything. Do you guys that. probably like maybe how much are we'll refrigerator? say a thousand some dollars thousand? or th- at least a thousand. I mean, All right. know what you got, but I'm not. I'm not going to quote any. So let me ask you this. Say. So let me ask you. Do you think if America mm-hmm. companies started slow mm-hmm. by selling our product? For more, but the mm-hmm. jobs were coming back. So mm-hmm. the downfall of that is that if oh, Americans yeah. make the parts, they have to get paid just as much. And then That's when right. you sell it, now, yeah. then you have we, to. Right. We want to be able to afford what we manufacture. Yeah. In other words, this costs a thousand dollars. Well, I don't. I make money, but not that much. So they don't pay me enough in this job to make that where I can actually afford that. You know, it's it. Yeah, so, I tell you this. I think the best way of doing that mm-hmm. is you start small. Mm-hmm. So you bring like pens and paper and all that. I mean, like mm-hmm. pens and all uh, staples and and all the stuff that people use every day. Mm-hmm. You start with the small stuff, mm-hmm. and then you bring those companies back, mm-hmm. and then you have them make it, mm-hmm. and then you would raise the scale of the price, not so that it's not that cost effective. Mm-hmm. Now, I think that's how you should start doing it instead of going straight to a that's correct a piece yeah. or a part or a equipment like for example like Mister Coffee. Mm-hmm. If you started that in a company in America mm-hmm. to rebuild it, I think that Mister Coffee was either nineteen ninety nine or twenty four ninety nine that I have. And, yeah, that's uh, probably what I paid for mine. My little five cup. And I think what I would do uh-huh. is I would try to buy a company like that mm-hmm. and then start slow. Mm-hmm. So 75% would still be made in whatever country it's still coming from. Mm-hmm. 25% of it would come from here, somewhere in Grand Rapids, somewhere I can buy or buy a building and manufacture it. And if I only hired like 10 people to do it, because mm-hmm. most likely it's just 10 I mean, mm-hmm. I'll put a number out there. Maybe. Yeah. So, and then I could put both of those Mr. Coffees at Myers mm-hmm. or Ace or Walmart or, or whatever. Other, yeah. Sam's Club. And then one box to say made in China and mm-hmm. one box to say made in America. Mm-hmm. The one in America would be sold for $27 or mm-hmm. $21. The one in China would be made for nineteen nine nine or twenty four nine nine. Mm-hmm. You know what? And eventually, people, will, I feel like in the beginning, people are like, yeah, I don't want to buy that for three bucks more. What the fuck am I gonna do this for? Excuse my French. Mm-hmm. But there are gonna be plenty of Americans out there like, you know what? F it. I know Tom. He works there. He just got a new job. He lost his job from cussing and swearing, and mm-hmm. and now. And now yeah. he works there. That's an inside joke. Ryan's trying not to laugh. 
sorry. No, that's good. No, I get that. I get so, that. No, I, I see what you mean. But um, so the, my point is this. Okay. Eventually, you start to weave the China products out. Mm-hmm. So the first, let's say the first two years, you do that. Mm-hmm. 21, 19. Mm-hmm. China's tw- 19 bucks. America is, no, I'm sorry. China is 19.99. America is mm-hmm. 21 bucks. Okay. Yeah. For that Mr. Coffee. I'm using Mr. Coffee. It's not a promotional yeah, thing. No, I have one. Coffee. And when I was, we don't as a, Mr. Coffee. We, we do own their products, which are great. Thank you very much, Mr. Coffee. We appreciate yeah. you. But yeah. Yeah, we have, we're, it's not our opinion. <laughs> so, so saying that, mm-hmm. you would I would do that for the first two years, mm-hmm. and you know what? If I was, and I would put it in in this game plan, I would mm-hmm. go to to uh, to the banks mm-hmm. and say, "Hey, I am um, I bought a franchise, and it's Mister Coffee, mm-hmm. and they told me that I and this might be a good idea for all you rich folks out there. Mm-hmm. So, if you make that." happen you have to give me 10 right. percent of what you ever make because <laughs> i came up with the idea you pricks <laughs> no. but but this is what i would do right i would buy a small portion of a coffee maker company mm-hmm. buy the franchise a part of it mm-hmm. so it probably still cost me a million dollars to mm-hmm. buy i mean mm-hmm. usually when you buy mcdonald's franchise right. it's a million and it's probably more now oh, back yeah. when the last time i heard Much it was a million like five years ago at least wow. yeah. just buy a franchise but you make up the difference years owning sure, it. sure yeah but i would buy a franchise <laughs> of a smaller company like mr coffee mm-hmm. and then i would tell the banks and say hey how much money do i need and so on and so forth i'm gonna set up a a, a plant now there are plenty of empty buildings in Grand Rapids or wherever you go. Oh, yeah. You could easily, sure. you could easily put a little section of that. So you, if you bought a 300-square uh, warehouse mm-hmm. or you rented, mm-hmm. a f- let's say you went to that 1,000-square mm-hmm. warehouse, right. but you said to the landlord, like, hey, you're not making money right now, and you still have this land. I'm willing to buy. I, I'm willing to rent five hundred square, for, yeah, five hundred yeah. square, mm-hmm. three hundred square of that yeah. building to start out. Mm-hmm. And you know what? He probably he probably tell you no, no, no. Yeah. But I'm like, dude, you not making you any money. Like that purple east building, that yeah, like, right, yeah, that building right there next to it, it's vacant. So I would, I would most definitely go to that landlord you and say, your office is on the second floor. You could have your factory down below or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You could yeah. close in the windows. Yeah, and well, it'd be a small little, yeah. well, wa- be a small little warehouse. You know, I'll give you a really good example. Um, I don't know if any of you older people probably remember this, but Frigidaire, um, was out there on um, what street's that on? I can't remember. But anyway, you talking about downtown? Th- no, this is this is. More in Wyoming, the refrigerator refrigerator plant. They used to make refrigerator. Are you talking about Thirty Sixth Street, right by yeah, the right G- by Thirty Six, right Burton by the OGM, and, yeah, yeah, plant. Yeah, well, it's 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 like it's it's where you know where Granville Avenue starts. If you're, you're, oh, you're yeah, going down Chicago Drive and where it starts, you yeah. just go up that hill. That's it's right. It was right. It's right on the left hand side, that building right there. Yeah, that's something yeah. else there right now. 
there now it's not frigid now the some of the building is there and some of it's been torn down but the part that was left over they have different businesses in that so it's more like a complex so they didn't tear the whole thing down they used it as a complex to hold different companies or factories same thing yeah. with uh reynolds aluminum they're on uh on um burlingame they they still have the tower up but they have different businesses in there so yeah all i mean aluminum. so yeah, you can. That is a good idea to repurpose an old building or a factory building. Oh, yeah. Bring it back to there. You don't have to build anything. Exactly. You, know, you, you can inspire. I most sure definitely. And I'm and telling then, you, yeah. Um, so, I, oh, another thing I want to touch on re- briefly before we get going here again. Okay. Um, is, is you were mentioning about the, 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 the selling price and the, uh, you know, a lot of manufacturing comes with quality control. And, and what that is is that you inspect your parts every so often yeah. to make sure you're, you're going to catch any flaws. Yeah. Say if you run a million parts and they all have flaws in them, you just wasted that steel. If you're, if you're checking that when you're sp- supposed to check it mm-hmm. and taking note and making sure everything's fine, you're going to catch that. Now you're not going to waste steel. Exactly. You waste steel. You cannot that and now that steel scrap because you can't use it for anything else because the parts parts are faulty. Mm-hmm. Now, depending on what you're going to make on that money for scrap, now scrap goes up and down, especially iron and steel. So you got that too. But I think build quality and quality control are a main thing, and and, and I, I don't really think they practice it that well in China. I really I I've, I've gotten some parts before that were terrible. I mean, they shouldn't even pass inspection. And what, that's why, why you need there? a 3D. Printer. I know, but yeah, but don't yeah, you? Yeah, wouldn't yeah. that be an awesome thing? Oh, sure, yeah. But if you got a part, know, quality. Exactly. I mean, you're making a good makes point. A difference, yeah. Quality it, control it does, and everything it, else and, makes and, a difference. Do they make the parts? Yeah. Do some? You know, I now I've had some parts made in China that I put on, and did they work? Yeah. And I'm really surprised. Well, that's one that 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 made it pass. That's one that's good. But what about the other ones? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how many people I could list on my fingers and toes. Of who had brand new parts, brand spanking new parts, and they're faulty, brand new. And a lot of people don't think that. Well, it's brand new, so dude. it can't be that, dude. Well, yeah. So, dude, yeah. I think okay. You know, see another reason yeah, why, so. another reason why we should have small part companies in mm-hmm. America for yeah. your stuff. Doesn't matter if it's a coffee maker. Doesn't matter if it's a mm-hmm. little car part for your car. Right. <clears throat> I mean, it doesn't matter if it's a pen or or a pad or or anything i really think i really think that we could actually like i swear i would take a million dollar um i would have to go f- no, yeah, the thing yeah. about it is this in order to make that happen you have to have a lot of money mm-hmm. but in reality is this is this if i would take a million dollar mm-hmm. uh loan from the bank mm-hmm and it I rented be, and yeah. I rented a building like Purple East building. Okay. But I came to find out that I don't need that all that million dollars. Mm-hmm. I then wouldn't return that okay. seven hundred and fifty. Mm-hmm. Well no, I would actually return five hundred thousand dollars of it. Around of it, about that, so that I could uh, buy or buy more parts and mm-hmm. then I would buy then the rest of it would be for for any equipment repair and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But you remember, I don't think making a coffee m- machine like that, I don't think it's a, a big project. I don't no. think you need a big no. uh, mechanical machine to make that part. Okay. To most make of it into plastic part. injected molding, yeah. most of it. And there's stainless steel on it and, and aluminum, of yeah. course, and electronics, yeah. But most of it's like plastic injected. But I really, so think, I really think that we need... 
And I, I think that's what would really help America. And I really, mm-hmm. I really think that, again, I stressed on the idea that we have a lot of men in downtown mm-hmm. area who don't do anything. Mm-hmm. And they're like, it doesn't ma- even matter if they're white or black because mm-hmm. they're just a mixture of each. Yeah, and when they line up, and when they line up in the building by uh-huh. this building that feeds them or oh, brings them, yeah. you know, who uh, who uh, accepts them men, mm-hmm. it doesn't. At, you know what? At a certain point of the day, yeah, when they're hungry and cold, mm-hmm. they stand next to each other like they're the one hell of a big family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of people, and a lot of people don't understand that. At the end of the day, yeah. those guys are not about black or white. This isn't about just, whites against yeah, blacks. This isn't about yeah. all they, the man. They all have something in common. They're they, homeless. they're, yeah. they're, they're just homeless. dirt yeah. poor. Yeah, right. They all have something in common. That, that creates a good bond. Yeah. Uh, I've but, noticed that you're right. Yeah. I've noticed that around people like me, that when I went to that convention and that stuff, I, I felt really good. I felt like I, you know, yeah. like a group of somebody. It, it, You're talking about numbers, the MD yeah. or the yeah, yeah, or the muscle dystrophy uh, yeah. thing that I went to, and and you can feel that, and I and I I understand it. Yeah, that it's it's cause you're all service is the same way. When I was in the service, you're all in the same boat. Yeah, you're all after one common goal to protect your country. So you're all here. You all have something in common. You tend to get along a lot better than you would per se when you went to school. Unless you're playing on a team, yeah. like your football team. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but I'm just about. saying is, is people getting together and understanding where you're coming from. And you get that group, that bigger group. And that's it's something a, that, yeah, I tell you that. It's, it, it, you, can, you can really feel it. There is a, a feeling you get because we have so much in common with, with other people that we hang out with. You know what I'm saying? So that makes a big difference. I think, I, and I think that you make another good point. Mm-hmm. Is that because you have a disability... And it's mm-hmm. particular a disability, mm-hmm. MD. Right. And I feel like a lot of MD and um, alcoholic, anonymous, mm-hmm. and all those NA, yeah. anonymous, and all that, yeah. you guys are lucky that you guys have this connection. Yeah, yeah, That's and it makes a big difference, too, when you got somebody. See, you don't really have a... I don't have you're, that you're, because... You're, your disability is not really a, a definite one. It could be this, it could be... So you're not really sure. So I get that. You don't really have a, a, a home, a group. No, I don't, hey, exactly. My name's Andre, and I have this, whatever the disease. I, I have a stroke, yeah, or everyone has you, a stroke. We, we have strokes, but it did different things to us. For me, I don't have a left arm. I don't have a right. I don't have a leg. I, you know, I yeah. can't walk. Or I can't talk. That gets so there's there's something with a stroke that did it. But you don't really have a group per se because they can't say. I don't know. They, you know what I'm saying? I mean, well, it'd yeah, be I nice. I'd well, be wonderful. If well, that's what you know. But could, that's you know. what no. You're making sense because yeah. a lot of people who are, I'd say, a lot of people who are brought up who mm-hmm. were born with a cerebral palsy or stroke, right. yeah, at a very young age. It's almost like we're in a denial of our disability, and we have to mm-hmm. pursue life as, as yeah. like a special person or a person that is it's, trying to be something that they're not. Like my know, parents try to normalize me to be part of the community and I not focus yeah. on that on yeah. that disability. Yeah. But what also it did it 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 oh, it, yeah, it also uh, ignored the idea of what my disabilities were. For example, yeah, right. not able yeah. to lift so many pounds of boxes in a warehouse, not being right. able to uh, completely have that cognitive thinking. Yeah. So 
it was difficult for me to grasp on new ideas and new not like right, you had not through that before. not philosophy, yeah. not common sense, but mm-hmm. the kind of thinking of learning new math, new geometry, new equations to pursue your career and whatever you want to do. That was the difficulty of it. But my yeah. parents always try include me as a normalized yeah, person. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. They, they were trying to. They, and and that's good. And I'll I'll touch on that too because of sometimes I forget I have it. I I seriously do. I yeah. don't remember. I don't think I have. And then when I wake up and go, oh wait, that's right. I, or some people forget. I'll give you an example. My brother-in-law. We're in the garage joking around. You know, you know, people push each other like, like Elaine on, on yeah. Seinfeld. Oh, get out! And she give me she did a playful shove. We well, gave me a shove and I fell down. And he goes, I forgot. So yeah. see, what, what, you mix that normalcy in with perfect yeah. people. You see, I was saying you don't. Yeah. You don't focus on that. You focus on the person. Yeah. And, and a lot of people out there, if, if you know what I'm talking about, you, you know what I'm talking about. You have that focus on that person. So that disability or what you see doesn't exist in your mind. It does. It does. It yeah. It does when and you're by that. yourself. Yeah. And I see it. And that's, if you have a child that has a disability, you need to take them out in the room. You need to show them regular things. You need to give them attention. You say, hey, look, you're just as good as anybody else, except you just can't do this. Yeah. And I think that helps a lot. That, it that would it up, does help a lot. Yeah, yeah, right. It does. Mm-hmm. But one of the things, what I'm talking about is the downsides of that. The mm-hmm. downsides is this. At the right. end of the day, when you have to do work, you have to yeah. uh, be around able-bodied people. Mm-hmm. If those people don't know you, absolutely, it becomes an issue because mm-hmm. now you become that oddball personality. Or that because, guy that... Uh, yeah. 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 And so... I am in the process mm-hmm. of looking for a new job. Mm-hmm. And I love where I work. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the thing right. is, <clears throat> it's like this. I would love to leave that job. I yeah. love the patience. Oh, but sure. I love that, the patience. Yeah. But management in that group, the organization of that group, it's not good at all no you've told me you told me inside bits of it yeah like, wow yeah, yeah. You, you know you and someday and someday we'll talk more about it yeah okay but in the process of looking for a new work yeah i can't just go anywhere because when oh, i go right. somewhere and file an application are oh, you right. disabled mm-hmm. mm. technically how do you answer that question because That's i'm not disabled but yeah. i am physically so i would have gone to any warehouse in the King County, Grand Rapids, Wyoming area, mm-hmm. and just got a job unloading truck or unloading pallets and all this stuff. But when employers look at the resume and say, why can't you lift 70 pounds? Or why can't you go a little faster? Right. And if they go into the interview, mm-hmm. you're in a kind of that struggle. I'll give you an example. I went to an interview at this grocery store. Mm-hmm. Large, probably the largest thing in, in in, oh, okay. In I, Michigan. I know who you're talking about. Yep. So this is what happened. Mm-hmm. About seven. Oh, the night before, the day of, mm-hmm. I got a, I got an email that says, oh, we're right now we're not looking. Uh, we oh, okay, consider yeah. you as a candidate, but we're looking Ooh. somewhere else. We'll, yeah. Don't we call us. With we'll the, call you. We went yeah. with another uh, candidate. Mm-hmm. No more than four hours later, about seven fifteen at night, I get a, a text. Mm-hmm. And this text says, hey, so, so-and-so, this is so-and-so. I was wondering if we could do a phone interview. And I was like, okay. 
So I text her back mm-hmm. and said, yeah, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. At 11.30, that's what okay, she okay. said. Yeah. <clears throat> so I get, so the next day, I come back home from reading sure. or whatever I do, my, my, mm-hmm. my, or reading up on politics or sports, or whatever. So I love that's why I love Grand Rapids. You mm-hmm. can go to coffee shops and just hang out. Mm-hmm. And that was my day off. Okay. And uh, I come back and, and it's like eleven thirty-five. Okay. And I'm like, so I'm like, what's going on? Right. Yeah. Uh, and I text her back and like, hey, well, why didn't you? Are you guys still f- playing on a, on a phone interview? Right. Sh- this person says, oh no, it's a in-person interview and she sent me the text of what she thought she sent to me but it didn't come through my end Ah. so i i think what happened is that she didn't look into the background of what the system a lot of the a lot of the uh, computerized system to look for new employer employees is based on what they want to look at right. on your resume. And I think what happened is that she jumped a gun and she saw my resume mm-hmm. and then she got an email saying, oh, this candidate, we wouldn't not looking for this candidate. Me. Oh. And then she still accidentally sent me the email and then, t- I mean, she accidentally sent me the text for a job yeah, interview. So we didn't get the memo. Yeah. So what happened is that I had to plan a a new interview. And I said, well, I can come later on today. She said, great. You can talk to so-and-so at this this place. And, well, I also just called Myers Mm -hmm. to put him on the spot. Mm -hmm. Okay. I figured that's who you're talking about. Yeah. Go ahead. So, So Myers is the one that text me didn't send me the address mm-hmm. of the of the interview mm-hmm. lied about it's gonna be a phone interview and then it become an in-person interview mm-hmm. i get there i think one of the lead guys in that department is there he god bless his soul mm-hmm. he looks at me and said oh you're here for an interview yeah yeah great i shook his hand I could tell that he was doing a one reference body check on me. Okay. And and instantly I'm like, oh great, this is going not going to go so well because he's already assuming yeah. I'm not going to be able he's to pull a pallet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And this is what's like, yeah. biggest about this interview. He, God, God bless him. He doesn't write anything down. Okay. He says we went there. We were sitting there for like 20 minutes, mm-hmm. and I was give me the roundabout my job, what I would have to do is say, would you want to do it? Right. I think it's like a weekend. I think when I read it, it was like during the week and on some weekend job. So you every, probably some weekends there here and there mm-hmm. come and find out. It's like almost every weekend. I said, well, I would like to have maybe some Sundays off. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe like two Sundays. I work for two Sundays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think in itself is like, was I that desperate for that job? Do I really yeah. want to just leave my well, job that I'm yeah. at now just to mm-hmm. get I, I, just get away? Right. I'm like, no, this isn't that. This isn't this job isn't worth it. 
Because no, what right. it is, yeah. is I'm, I'm, 4 o'clock in the morning, I have to be there at like 4 or 4.30 in the morning. Oh, man. Yeah. I would have to grab the pallet, grab the cards and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then based on what second or third shift didn't do the day before mm-hmm. is what I would have to recover. So you'd be, basically, you'd be stocking pallets. Is that it? Like no, just stacking shelves. Which oh, I'm shelves. fine with oh, it. Yeah, I could. I've done that before. I but the thing is, like, mm-hmm. it's not. There's not a purpose to do that. It's something that keeps you busy. You don't really need to have to. They would like you to do it because I well, went through a program like that that told me about stores and cash registers and about you know who steals what or how much is stolen. And I learned quite a bit from it. But that's yeah, that's with your retail. Well, you, to, you know, retail, they're stacking cans. and. Well, that's not the big them. deal. The big deal no, was this. Not, the big deal is this, is that when you give out an mm-hmm. interview, you might want to fill out the paperwork as you're giving the interview. Mr. Okay. Myers interviewer for the, for the uh, grocery. And second of all, you probably should do a body check and already in your head, classify me as whatever you want to. Okay. Because if I was doing that to a pretty girl, mm-hmm. and like, oh, you guys, nice tatas, and can stare away from her tatas, mm-hmm. she probably like would feel real uncomfortable. Oh well, yeah, of course. But I think, I think I will tell you this: is that as I got older, mm-hmm. I kind of just realized, like, you know what? I don't need to be desperate. I'm going to go back to uh, get Michigan Rehab Services help me out. And instead, instead of jumping the gun and getting all flustered, and I think that's one of those things that I've, I've always kind of known, but now I'm kind of addressing it of my temper. Mm-hmm. So like I'm a very structured type of guy. Like mm-hmm. A, B, C, D, and you right, get yeah. your stuff done. Mm-hmm. When you tell me to do something, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. You tell everyone else to do the same thing, but they don't do it, and then you act like, well, I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, every time I tell them every once a week, and they still don't listen. You don't listen, huh? Mm-hmm. You should then do something about they're not listening instead of me have to listen to a yeah. bunch of ladies I complain about complain stuff. about it, but not getting anything done. Yeah. If you're going to complain, then take some action to get it done. Then yeah. you don't have to sit there and complain all the time. I'm yeah. tired of hearing it. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Yeah, oh, so you can only endure so much of that. Yeah, so yeah, I guess. in itself, that's why I didn't. That's why I'm kind of happy that right. that Myers didn't give me a call mm-hmm. back. Yeah, because what would happen is I'd be around other twenty olds. Because this kid was like twenty five years old. Oh yeah, you, you, he's yeah, they're, they're and the thing is like I'd be busting like, my rear end. Yeah, and nothing would get done, and then. You know, I really didn't want to sign up to be working no. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, no. and then having Monday and Tuesday off, no. and then going back to Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday every the weekend. Other, yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah, not, and I, I, you know what? I'm telling this. I'm not saying like I'm too prestigious for that. No, for, no, for that but job. you gotta be realistic. You gotta know if you can handle it physically. You got to know how you're going to feel at the end of the day. You're going to wonder if you can handle this. It's story. not so much it's, physically. I would okay. say more. I would. I would say well, more like limitations. I mean, no, you're going to get. I it's mean, not. It's not about limitation because that job is going to be easy. All you have oh, to do is stop. Okay. I, I just. That's I don't all know you have what to do. Your capabilities are. 
full capability. What it is is that <clears throat> it's my time. Mm-hmm. I wasn't willing to give up my time to be away no, from well, other people right, yeah. who don't have to work on the weekend yeah. because it's their time to have fun. And I'm not, right, yeah. what it yeah, is, is yeah. the order that I get, this is one thing I realize. Mm-hmm. If no one's going to give me a promotion, no one's going to give me a legitimate raise, mm-hmm. if no one's going to give me the pat on the back, right. no one's going to give me extra vacation time mm-hmm. and all this stuff, and I'm busting my rear end, then I'm not going to do it anymore. When I was in mm-hmm. my 20s, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And I wasn't really thinking about getting promoted or anything like that anyways. No, I but I was just yeah. there, to, okay, I'm going to do this because it's, that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to be a good worker. Right. I'm supposed to get my A, B, C's and yeah. D's and F's yeah. and you know, all the way down to Z's done. Yeah. And then I get rewarded for coming home and yeah. chilling out. Yeah. But what I realized that even in my 20s, I would be so tired and I wouldn't even go out unless I was in my 20s with hanging yeah, out with. I, yeah, with, you get that. With the guys I would do that the, thing like, what am I going to do after work? And like, oh yeah, I'm going to do this and this and I'll get this done today. And by the time work's done, you're thinking, oh, I'm so tired. No, I guess I won't do that. I'm too tired. I can't do anything yeah. else. So if I had I, a weekend off, then I could get that done. No, yeah. I hear you. I got so you. So I figure, yeah. I'm telling you, in, I mean, I don't know how Gen Z's and millennials they act like yeah, they the I, world is to the grass of the hands. Yeah. But I'm like, you guys are quite a bunch. You know, and I don't know who to blame. I don't know I if it's blame the parents or I don't know blame the gener- this generation. Less, they, don't, they seem less appreciative than we are. I don't you know. know. I, I talked to a girl. That's what I find. Uh, yeah. I could be wrong. I, I, I talked to a girl. I talked yeah. to a girl at, at this coffee shop. What is it? I don't forget it. So I am falling the street. Uh, it's a nice old school coffee okay, shop. It's right. been there from I'm sure from the seventies. Mm-hmm. It's got nineteen forties music. And oh yeah, you were telling me about that. Yeah, sounds pretty interesting. Yeah. Jeez, I forget okay. what it's called. Okay. But yeah, I, I know. So she lives with her friend, mm-hmm. and they she pays. 600 and some bucks for a two room apartment and her roommate pays that other 600. Okay. Okay. And some dollars. 1200 bucks. Yeah. Okay. She then works at that coffee shop. Okay. 40 hours a week. Okay. And this is the thing. She knows I'm looking for new work. Mm -hmm. And what gets me is like, she's like, you, your generation worked work and you got no no great benefits and no great whatever. Mm-hmm. And then she was starting to explain to me over her mental state of mind, like her disability of her mindset. And I can't really argue with her left or right because mm-hmm. I don't know her that well. Right. So yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, not. I'm, I'm going to take that. her word, but. And I really don't know if she really had any struggle. I mean, maybe she was brought up by a single mother or whatever and whatever mm-hmm. for right reason. Yeah. But, and that is some of a dilemma in this, in this oh, generation. Yeah, absolutely. But what it is, what I don't understand is that she, this is what she does. She goes to work 40 hours a week, comes home, doesn't leave her apartment that much at all. Right. And then she basically 
hangs out with her roommate, mm-hmm. and she got a couple of cats. Okay, and that's it. Right. And I'm like, man, you don't know. You don't know that that for you to stay in your apartment, you're like missing out. And that's something that I did in my old apartment in Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Is that after my friends grew up, yeah, and I would go to work and come home, mm-hmm. I didn't have much to do. And thank God for Ken, my, my other buddy Ken, mm-hmm. when I was working at MC Sports, right. he would come by every couple of weekends yeah. and hang out and would go yeah. out and do things. And he okay, does his yeah. movie stuff. Okay, okay. Like he's, he loves, like, he loves making movies in the 1970s of a death or zombies or whatever. Yeah. So okay. he, I, it's pretty cool. His editing, I think his editing is going to get better and all that. Right. And uh, he basically is the guy who kind of just like, well, I mean, I get it. You lost all your friends. They all got married. They Mm. don't do much. Mm. And he got me out and did a couple films with him. Mm Mm-hmm. And this girl is she doesn't realize like you're twenty five years old or twenty four or twenty three. Just go live your life. And you know what? Everyone has some I wanna tell all these kids, Mm -hmm. everyone has some form of mental whatever. Mm. But to call it a disability is life's just a challenge. Mm -hmm. And that's the difference between us and them. Mm -hmm. Us Life is a curveball, and you just mm-hmm. deal with it, and you mm-hmm. go along with it, right? And then you have your happy moments, and mm-hmm. you keep having more happy moments, yeah. and every once in a while you have a bad moment. But she right. was making the point like, well, your generation did a lot of uh, denial of your mental state of mind, and that's why you guys are so messed up. But I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know about that. I mean. A lot of people that I grew up with, you know, they had divorced parents or parents that cheated no, and stuff like sure. that. Yeah, yeah. But it's I don't know any one of my friends who is a serial killer or serial rapist no, or I don't know them. I don't know a lot of my, yeah. f- I don't think I have any friends that actually shot themselves in the head or did drugs. Not in, no, in, I, yeah. not in like an excessive way of drugs to where they're on the street now. Oh right, yeah. Like I don't know. No, I mean, I, like, you I, have maybe well, a couple of people, but yeah, for me, yeah, I don't. Yeah. Even even if I talk about kids in the public school and in my area of growing up, mm-hmm. I don't know much of anybody that's gone into a mental state of mind of well, oblivious. Yeah, and, and that it reminds me because I've I've known some people in high school, um, and then come find out later they. Uh, hey, did you hear about so-and-so? And they'll go, oh, yeah, he's a bad drunk. He's a bad alcoholic. Really? I don't remember drinking in school and being bad. No, I guess something must have happened and something went bad. And, oh, yeah, he's in real bad shape. And, oh, wow. So, you, you know, you don't know, it, unless you keep in communication, you don't know what happens to people. When they, and you think, oh, well, he's most likely to succeed. And that could be total opposite of what they said in high school. You see what I'm saying? Well, You'd be surprised how people end up which you had no idea they would end up that way, or you did, they didn't act that way at that, at that point. But something in their life changed to where now they're really goofed up. And, and I, wow, no kidding, no kidding. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, unfortunately, yeah. But it happens. Um, and not everybody, but yeah. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I just, I'm just mind boggled that mm-hmm. 
that all these yeah. 20 year olds and a lot of these 20 year old white kids on the street mm-hmm. at one time they had a financial aid and then they spent it all and they couldn't keep up the grades yep. and it's and I don't really I don't know if that's true or not but I think maybe maybe one third of those white kids on the street in, in GR mm-hmm. I don't get why they just don't pick up a job you, you, you got your social security card you have your stay I, ID I, yeah, and, now, but, and now they don't but I'm saying when you were still in school, you had a state ID or a school ID. Yeah. And and now I don't get how they go from, oh, I'm in college and I effing hate school and, mm-hmm. I, and I couldn't well, get maybe my. Well, shouldn't have gone in the first place because if I didn't have no, I had when I was younger, you asked me in high school, did I have dreams of college? No, I had no choice to go. I, had no, I didn't want to go to college. I wasn't, I'm not an educational type of person. I'm a hands-on. So what I wanted to go well, to. What's a different like a, education? Like a, like, a, like a mechanic or something or a welder or something like that. Yeah. Taking that that would have been great. That would have been wonderful. But I was not a scholar. I wasn't going to do mathematic equations. I wasn't going to be, a, you know, I, I thought I would, I would have loved to be an engineer. I, that I think now that I think back on it, if that's what I wanted. I think that's what I, because I like making and doing things. But for that, you need math, and my math's not that good, so that was out. So basically, you know, yeah. I don't have, I only have a choice about, could I get my mask? Yes and no, but you've got to be hired on experience, too. You know, They're going to hire you, but you've got to have a little experience of your, college, your education. I think whatever. that's, so, I think that's my, yeah, I, I, I think you're making, I, I think you're making a good point, though. Yeah, I think I that. Mean, I've noticed that people that, when they're younger, and they have this dream, they usually keep it because that's their main, that's what they really want in life. If they really, really want it, they're going to get that. They're going to go to college. They're going to study hard. They're going to do it because that's exactly what they want. They're, if you're unsure, you're not really sure yet, or you're just not, you know, why go to, why say, I'll go to college and I quit? You just wasted all that money. Well, you know, I, you could, you know. But I'm not saying about. I'm, you don't have to go to college and saying, you don't have to be a super smart person. I'm, not, I'm saying that. I'm saying that. You want to make a good decision, but a right decision. This means your life. This means your livelihood. This means how much money you make. This how you know. You know what I'm saying? How you're gonna live? But I okay. You know. But what I'm trying to point out mm-hmm. is that even if you decide not to go back to school, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. Your mindset can be just like, "F it, I'm gonna give up," and this is no, over. No, you can't. No. See, that's no, the difference can't. between our generation and their yeah, generation. You're right. Yeah, I, our I, generation. Yeah, you're, you are right. I know yeah. plenty of guys in my high school that went to college. Yeah. Because all their friends did. Mm-hmm. And one kid decided not to go to school at Western, but he followed, all, he followed his mm-hmm. best friend okay. to Western. Mm-hmm. And then he figured out that college isn't for him. And you, yeah. and, you, and, and, and you know what he does now? He owns his own con- construction site. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like the yeah. biggest, greatest, like he loves to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. He just loves it. Mm-hmm. No. I'm not saying being a Christian or not a Christian is going to make the world a difference. No. But I'm just saying that, like, his, like, our generation, he's like, no, college isn't for me. I'm going to do what I'm good at. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, don't know, I don't know if he's from a carpenting family, the final line. But my brother, right. my brother is the same way. He, didn't, he started going to college for criminal justice, and mm-hmm. he didn't want it. Mm-hmm. And... Now he is a his own he he runs the um the company that re, uh that sells uh uh roofing windows and all that type oh, of siding and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. So he's in charge of that. Mm-hmm. So but my brother is younger than me, but 
he's still in that generation where just yeah. go to work and find a job yeah. and then mm-hmm. and then make the best of it. And then what you do is you find someone that enjoys your company. And that's mm-hmm. all that really matters. And mm-hmm. now these kids are like, oh, work is so difficult. Oh, I can't. I mean, I'm I'm so stressed out because my manager is a is is a tool. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, your manager is a tool. But you know what we did back then? We used to leave and go to another job mm-hmm. where we have to deal with a less yeah. of a tool. Yeah. So we go to a place where yeah, we go, I, and that's the thing. Know, but that's, I'm saying that that's a work ethic too. You know, it, it's yeah. changed. You're right. Yeah, I've seen that too. Back when I was a kid, you you should get a job. Work your butt off as hard as you can, you know. But now, back when I was younger, and from what I experienced as working jobs, the managers that we had, company managers that we had, were to a point where if worse came to worse and we're struggling, they're going to roll up their sleeves and they're going to jump in too. Where nowadays, a lot of managers say, hey, that's not my title. I don't get my hands dirty. I just tell you what to do, which is total bullshit. You yeah. need to get in there. If you're a good manager, you will get in there with the employees, roll up your sleeves, and start helping out because that's you're that extra guy. See, yeah, that makes a good manager. And then, then later on, congratulate, say, hey, thanks for letting me help you out. Appreciate you guys working so hard, and, and praise them. They're going to like that. See, yeah. if you don't praise them and you don't appreciate, you don't show that you got work ethic too. That's that's gone. Yeah, I, I've heard of several people say, well, I'm a manager. I didn't do that. I'm like, what the, you know. Yeah. What? Well, yeah, you know, it's exactly. a shame. I well, mean, I think that I think the biggest issue that we have is that, and and mm-hmm. and one of her arguments is this: it doesn't matter how many hours I work, mm-hmm. I still can't buy a house. Mm-hmm. But you know Don't what worry. I? Yeah, but you, you, but you know what I say to that? It's like, do you really want to buy a house? I didn't ask her, but in reality, you know what these kids can do that we didn't do mm-hmm. is that they used to bunk with each other after if they dropped out of college or after, even after mm-hmm. college, especially in the 2010s. It's just over an hour. So Ron, Ron's got to take a pee pee. <laughs> so, so, so we got to end this soon. Yeah, yeah. So I think my final point is this. Yeah. Is that even though the kids like, 10 years ago or in the early late mid 2000s it's so like 2005 or 2003 to let's say 2015 mm-hmm. before the pandemic mm-hmm. or before or before covid right yeah you know what in this in that generation is kind of going now the new generation is going mm-hmm. haywire yeah. but what would happen is that they would all move in together and then they would pay their own rent, so it'd be like two hundred bucks for a bed or or, mm-hmm. or like a bedroom. Right. So they would all share a a room. Mm-hmm. So you have four, but be- if you have four b- bedrooms, and you all each pay two fifty. But what they did is that they went on vacation mm-hmm. during the middle of the year because they all had extra money to spend. Mm-hmm. But they didn't put much of that money into their four hundred one ks and all that. So that generation, the, that generation I'm talking about between the 2003 and 2015 or whatever, they did a lot of fun time, fun stuff. Mm-hmm. This generation who's like just going into the workforce, mm-hmm. 
I feel like they're not, they're not going on vacation. They're just bunking with each other, mm-hmm. and then they're not even going out. And then they're complaining because they can't buy a house. But I'm like, in reality, you guys don't ever really want to buy a house because you don't actually want to be, just settle down. Yeah, you'll be in an apartment the rest of your life, which is fine. I mean, I've, I've known people that about my age or maybe a little younger than me that have been in apartments their whole life, and they just had no choice to buy a house. I mean, Well, it's I not enough choice. Before. I think well, people just don't. No, I, I made that choice because I got tired of paying rent. And I yeah. thought, why not make my money make a difference and I can actually buy yeah. a house? And I actually did. Yeah. That's fine. But if you're not interested and you don't want that, that's fine too. You don't have to. You know, it, it, that's your well, life. It's, yeah, you know, I just, I just think that it. their excuses are just a little bit obscene. First of all, oh. don't tell me that you don't want to have a job or you don't tell me you don't want to buy a house because you can't afford it. Oh, mm-hmm. you, if you really wanted it, you can afford it. If you can it. pay rent, if you're paying this much money for rent, or say, okay, no, you don't have to buy it by your own. Once you get married, now if you have if your wife works too, you have dual income. Now you can afford it. Yeah, and you don't can't. tell me and, yeah. and don't you tell me that you yeah, can't yeah, find right. somebody. Oh, you can find. You can yeah, find anybody take, today. Just takes, you just have to be. You you have to be compromising to what you like and what she likes mm-hmm. or whoever you're dating. It takes some effort, and it sure. takes time. Mm-hmm. But to expect her or him to change the whole identity or eighty percent of them to make you eighty percent happy is ridiculous. Right. It's not, so it's not even the yeah. all right. So and I'll I'll make a point about this. Okay. The girl that that last point, and then we'll just end it. Okay. So she happened to tell me that she's bisexual and she thought she was gay at a very young age because she was like her best friend and all that. Okay. And then Justin Bieber showed up and she really had a crush on Justin Bieber. Mm-hmm. And then I don't think she's dating anybody, mm-hmm. but she wants to get married and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hmm, I never, I really always wondered about bisexuals. Uh-huh. And I said to her, do you do understand that? Because you're bisexual, you have to, if you want a real relationship, you have to, when when you get into that relationship, you're going to have to be committed in that magnanimous relationship. And she is magnanimous. She likes that oh, relationship yeah. status. Monogamy, sure. Monogamy. Yeah. But she, I had to explain to her, like, think about this. If you decide to date Tommy, mm-hmm. so you and Tommy have a great chemistry, you guys end up getting married. Mm-hmm. And if there's a girl that you are into, and you guys believe in the McDonald's, you're going to have to make that conscious decision of not cheating on your spouse. Yeah, right, And that's right. something that I think a lot of these Yahoo kids, mm-hmm. they just, well, to be honest with you, they say that 20-year-olds don't even have sex anymore, which I don't know if that's true or not. I, I, that was... I don't know. And today, <laughs> yes, when I was twenty. So. Yeah, but you, but I, I mean, know, like like this generation, they I say don't they don't. Yeah. Okay. They don't because they don't know how to communicate with each other. They're everything's on Instagram. Everything's on yes, and all that changed. stuff. Yeah. And changed. women are objectified to be super pretty, but not they're not that pretty, and they're not they're not uh, what I would call personal. Mm-hmm. So when you get to meet a girl that's somewhat pretty, and you go up to that girl. Or that guy, whoever you are, their people skills or communication skills right. suck, I guess. Mm-hmm. But tell me if I'm, if I'm wrong. 
Yeah. All you uh, Gen Zs and yeah. millennials, yeah. tell me if I'm totally wrong on this. We are over uh, an hour and seven minutes. <laughs> we better stop. Uh, Ron's going to have to pee in his depends. <laughs> True story. And I'd like to thank everyone that listened to this podcast. Uh, you can listen, find me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, I've been told that you don't need a uh, host anymore. Mm-hmm. Like Buzzsprout. I do like Buzzsprout and I do like Podbean. Yeah. Those are my two hosts, but in re- really I don't need two hosts. So, mm-hmm. y- you know, it, the money thing is the thing that I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. It's like trying to save money. Mm-hmm. So, I'd like to thank everyone that showed yes. up. Thank you. All the five people mm-hmm. who listened to my podcast. Actually, I get like, actually now I get like consistency like twenty or eight. That's better. That's better. It's but you know lot, what? But it's it's better than nothing. I mean, yeah, but again, I did it because I wanted. No, I'm funny. doing this because sure. I needed a source for other people with disability yeah. Yeah. to have their point of view point out. Yeah. yeah. So like I said in the beginning of the podcast. Yeah. A lot of times, wrong or if we're doing anything, we do yeah. something better. Yeah, let us know because we're we're new at this, but uh, we try to be fair and 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 you know cover everything. And, yeah, so. so, thank you for listening. Thank you, Ron, oh, for uh, yeah. showing up Glad again. To be here. Yeah. Uh, again, we're going to try to do this every yeah. Sunday. It's going pretty good so far. So yeah. So yeah, we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Share, share, everybody. Share. Okay, we'll see you, Dre. Yeah. Have a good. Yeah. Don't pee in your pants.